0: About your Santa, no, you're not. Why, of course I am! <laughs> you're Santa What song did I sing for you on your birthday this year? Uh Happy Birthday, of course! <laughs> I love that. Yeah, so uh, how old are you, son? Oh. Uh, you're a big boy. What's your name? and Here comes the I line. Don't tell him what you want. He's a liar. He's a liar. Let the kid talk. You disgust me. How can you live with yourself? Just cool it, Zippy. Zippy. You sit on a throne of lies. Yes! Look, I'm not kidding. You're you anything. sit I'm a on a throne of, of, throne of lies. Like dead. <laughs> huh? <laughs> oh, I told you this is Christmas. so fun. We're podcasting. Uh, yeah. And that was the clip from Elf. Elf. And it's when he was so excited because he thought Santa was coming to Grimbles or Gimbles? Gimbles,
1: which is Macy's. Yeah. Let's just
0: be honest. Well, it is, but obviously Macy's wasn't willing to pay enough.
1: Yeah, I guess not. to get credited. <laughs> That's right. But we did watch Elf last night and, and this against, morning. And this
0: morning. <laughs> we did because Elf is amazing. <laughs> and a
1: Christmas carol. Yeah. Wait, no. what A Christmas story with the You'll yeah, See Your did Eye this out. And
0: I had you up Home early.
1: Alone and Home Alone.
0: I feel bad about this, but it is Christmas Day. And I want to bring joy.
1: Yeah. Joy to oh, yeah. the world. Yeah.
0: So I woke you up early because yeah. I panicked. Yeah,
1: at 4.45. I did. Again. And I-, I felt
0: bad. Mm-hmm.
1: I did. Well. Apparently, you want me to make, be a successful person because isn't that when successful oh, yeah. people no, wake no, no, up? No, no, no,
0: no, <laughs> no. Remember the Harry <laughs> debunked Potter lady? that. Yeah. yeah. No, I woke you up because I panicked. I was checking everybody in for yeah. a flight later today. Yeah. We got to go visit my brother. What? Very excited. And catchphrase. And <laughs> and so I did not have, like, I got your phone, yeah. got on the United app. Yeah. It did not have you or David. My phone did not have you or David. And I eventually landed on the fact that you and David are not coming on this trip.
1: <laughs> I got a little panicked.
0: I no. will say that
1: adrenaline started really pumping about 445. And I was like, what? Ah, I don't,
0: I don't ah. understand.
1: Yeah. So was, you
0: got a text message with a link. Yeah. And. And thank heavens, I because, yeah. Yeah. I even so tried to blame going. you.
1: We're going. Oh, yeah. I didn't that's... try
0: to blame, like, out of anger. Ooh. I was, like, going, hey, I, I, for some reason, I thought you had done it. So, here we are. It is Christmas, Christmas. Day. Christmas. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry
1: Christmas. We have
0: a special one for you today, because you might not know this, but you really can change someone's life in the easiest and most fun ways you could ever imagine. The question today is if you are willing to do it. So, I am going to read a story, okay, written by Nikki Flow.
1: Nice name. She's no one famous. Uh, okay, maybe
0: she is now. She's being broadcast uh, she's, worldwide. She, Nikki, yes, on the Smalley network of That's broadcast right. things. <laughs> so Nikki Flow wrote a story, and it made me start weeping. Oh, so I thought, okay, I'm going to read it.
1: Let's see if I'll.
0: Feel free to react and interject or whatever you want to do, but I wanted to give people on Christmas just a good story.
1: Feel good story. Okay. Let's do it.
0: And we should all be like Nikki. Be like Nikki. I'll just say ahead of time, thank you, Nikki. And here the story begins. This is on dailygood.org. My mother was a single mom and I was her only child. We lived in the 60s in the city in a tiny apartment. My Aunt Rose and cousins lived next door. Every December, my mom spread the word to anyone alone on Christmas Eve that she would be having an open house. My mom believed that no one should be alone during the holidays. If she could, she probably would have put an ad in the paper inviting the entire world. (laughs) As it was, our tiny apartment would be stuffed. Every room but my bedroom filled with partying, adults, all on Christmas Eve. Sleep was impossible, but I tried to fall asleep anyways because Santa would not leave gifts for little girls who were awake, or at least so I was told. As I lay in bed, I wondered how Santa would even know I was asleep amid all the noise, and how could he sneak in and leave gifts with all those people around. The adults in my life explained this too. The grown-ups all knew Santa, it seemed, apparently. Mm -hmm. Only children weren't supposed to Mm -hmm. peek. Did you get that as a kid, by the way? Hmm. Oh, I did. My, You know, I believed in Santa until probably 13 because my brother and sister did such a great job. <laughs> my Lord, it was like real for me. So every year at midnight, my mom brought me out to the living room to open the gifts Santa left. And then sounds like mom was a partier.
1: Midnight, I know. man. Yeah. She's got all these people at her house. And she, yeah, midnight. Yeah. Woo.
0: But it's kind of cool, though. So she would get the Santa gifts and then gifts from friends gathered around. It was, a Chris, it was a Christmas tradition and quite magical and exciting. It was possibly, or I was possibly, the luckiest kid in the city. That the Christmas cool. Eve open house tradition continued even when we moved all the way out to the suburbs. I was about 12 years old and in the sixth grade. Our new apartment had manicured lawns, flower beds, and beautiful trees right outside our door. My mom managed the complex, so as part of her salary, we got to live in a lovely one-bedroom apartment. That first Christmas, my mom invited anyone she met who she learned would be alone on Christmas Eve. Neighbors, co-workers, shop girls, the postman. the list went on. When I was a freshman in high school, we moved into a two-bedroom apartment in the same complex. It was lovely. We had a new neighbor. His name was George, and he was an older gentleman. He always nodded a greeting when he saw us. It was around Thanksgiving when we saw him park in his space near ours. We were bringing in groceries, and my mom asked if he had plans for the holiday. When he said no, that he'd be spending it alone, my mom mentioned her open house on Christmas Eve. I I thought you might relate to this, because your family did an amazing job. Please join us, she said. He was already shaking his head no. I won't be good company, I'm afraid. He said, I lost my wife a few months ago. Hmm. His eyes filled with tears, and he turned away. But thank you anyways, he called, and he ran into his apartment and quietly closed the door. My heart nearly broke in half when he said that. I decided right then and there that from that day on, I would do whatever I could to make this dapper older gentleman named George happy. Over the next few months, on the way home from school, a freshman in high school. I would often find a flower or an interesting Aww. plant to leave on his doorstep.
1: Aww.
0: Once I found the skin shed by a cicada and Ew. left that. Ew. I'm not really sure you know, whether he appreciated the bug skin, but I found it fascinating. <laughs> I never told George the gifts were from me. I dropped them on his step and then hurried inside to my apartment next door. I found all sorts of things to leave on the way home from school. She did this every day. When the snow came, I wrote messages on his, on his stoop. Hi, George, with a smiley oh, face. Cute. I really thought I was being sly. <laughs> I really didn't think he knew it was me. Then one beautiful spring day toward the end of the school year, I was about to leave a wild rose on George's doorstep when the door opened. Mm-hmm. Hello, my dear, he said, and he smiled. I was embarrassed
1: <laughs> and
0: startled. Uh, hello, I said shyly. I know you've been leaving me little notes and gifts, George mentioned. It means so much to me. I find myself looking forward to these little gifts. You have no idea how much happiness you have given me over the past several months. Would you mind coming in? I hesitated. I didn't really know him. I mean, not really. And he understood. (coughs) He goes, tell you what. Perhaps you and your mom would like to be my guests for supper sometime. I make a very good chili. We did join him for supper, and he was right. He made a great chili. And so our friendship began. George came to the open house that Christmas Eve, though he only stayed a little while. When I got home from school, we sometimes went for walks together. (laughs) Once in a while, George treated me to lunch or took both my mom and me to supper when she had the time. When he traveled, he always sent me a postcard and brought me back a little gift. I adored him. When I was 19 years old and at college, I got a call from my mom that George was in the hospital. When I went to visit him, a smile lit his face. This is my best friend, Mm. he said to his brother.
1: No way!
0: Walter. And he introduced us. I could see Walter was surprised by this beautiful (laughs) title, Best friend, best friend
1: by this 19-year-old girl, Aww. given to a
0: teen by his brother. I was honored, but also very worried about my friend. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that would get you. Walter met me outside the door and gave me the news that broke my heart again. He doesn't have long. The cancer is everywhere. After I composed myself, <laughs> I'm trying to do it right now. Oh. I went. What did my dad call you? Uh, we were. He was my best friend. Yeah, and he said that to you too. I went back inside to sit with George for a while. There was so much I wanted to say. It was difficult for him to talk. The pain was quite bad. I told him how much he meant to me, how much I loved him. He grabbed my hand. His grasp was weak but warm. My best, he said again. He smiled and drifted off to sleep. That was the last time I saw him. The Christmas after he died. There was a knock on our door on Christmas Eve day. It was a bouquet of Christmas flowers and pines, a beautiful display addressed to my mom and me. The note read, before he died, um, Mm. George asked me to make sure you got this on Christmas Eve. Oh,
1: because that's when she had her
0: party. He said your friendship helped him through one of the hardest times of his life. Oh, Thank you for being such good friends to my brother. May God bless oh. you this Christmas and always, Walter.
1: Oh, Walter's his brother. Every Christmas oh. even
0: quite often throughout the year, I look up and say hello to my friend George. My heart is full as I remember this beautiful gift he arranged for us before he said good night to the world. Our friendship began simply with a little gift on a doorstep. It became one of the most defining and beautiful friendships of my life. Wow. Nikki Flo.
1: I would say that my friendship with your dad was probably one of my, was a uh, defining friendship
0: in my yeah, life. It was. It was. And I don't know why I just, I wanted to read that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, you know, this is, I guess, the point of the story today and the podcast and why we're live streaming. I, I didn't want to do some hokey, you yeah. know, I can be hokey. I'll admit it. <clears throat> I want people to hear, I don't know who Nikki is. I don't know <laughs> if she follows Christ or is a disciple. Man, she sure was acting like one in the most simple of ways. Yeah. And I, I guess think, I th- want to encourage people. It's not a big deal. You can honor people. Mm-hmm. You can love them by just making it easy because God wants you to love the people that are next door to you or that are in your home. Mm-hmm. And Nikki just did something simple. Yeah. And she allowed a man to go out with dignity, to go out with a best friend. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be a dramatic display. You just got to go for it.
1: No, I think I, I. What I love about it is it's it's a simple the, the acts of kindness and the simpleness that we have we don't understand and don't sometimes realize the impact that those simple acts of kindness they have. Um, there's a part of there's um, you know I've gone through things and and one of the things that um, I, I felt totally convicted of who can I bring joy to today, and that means that if it's a little if it's a little girl. At, at a Christmas, at the Christmas pageant or something and commenting on how beautiful her little dress is or if it's someone at the, you know, at the counter to be able to say, man, thank you so much. You know, you, you went and you got that cart for me because I got the little cart instead of the big cart and it got too many groceries and was really, and then the guy was like, thank you so much and hug, you know, shook my hand and was so precious. Those little things that we do, they feed the love that we have inside of us, and that's God's love. And when we are able to give God's love, then God gives us more back. And we think that sometimes, you know, we're grouchy or, oh, I mean, for that guy, George, you know, I just thought about him and I thought, you know, he thought, well, no, I'm in a bad place and so I shouldn't go because I'll just bring everybody down. But in reality, opening yourself up to love and opening yourself up to relationships that's the first start that I think as Christians that we have is that when we start with the little acts of kindness, then that is our our vehicle of God's love. That's our view. That is God speaking through us to them. And when we do that in little practical ways, number one, it seems authentic because it's not this big grand gesture. It's yeah. this thing of this is what I have. She
0: probably thought it was silly, frankly. Yeah, she brought, oh, and she it was, probably so was so stupid, like, but I'm she was enjoying it. And she didn't even know how George was. No,
1: but it, I, but and to find out that she was, you know, she was his best friend is yeah. pretty incredible. It
0: is, it it's, is, and that's the gift you'll keep getting credit for for the rest of my life <sighs> is what you did for my own father as we took care of him as he graduated yeah. uh, to be with Christ and. The other thing I think I wanted to encourage and
1: And Peter Bigler actually should get a lot of credit. Sorry.
0: No, no, no. That's like so weird because I was about to like go, oh, hey, (laughs) Dr. Bigler, you helped care for my father and allowed his final days to be filled with grace and fun and. You it's let me so mess funny. With him.
1: Why did you say something that I mean? I, I, now I get it. I never really understood why like Christmas could be sad, you know, and what because it does. It brings up all those emotions and stuff. But oh, Big Biggie was a godsend. Total, yeah. total.
0: And Mario is watching Mario. Was, yeah. One of my Golly, is why are you making me cry? such a close friend? I know, I knew you would I mean, be a I'm mess. i
1: crying like a mess? Like, I knew you'd be like a mess. Crazy
0: on, you know, on our Sunday services at Declaration Church with John Cheryl, in Spring, Texas. Yeah. Uh, I was. I had to get up because my back has been messed up, and so I needed to move. And 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 then I had to go get some towels, paper towels, because someone spilled something. So I wanted to help. And there was a. You remember that mom with her. Adorable squishy <laughs> that was sitting like a row in front of us to the left. Yeah, she was like sitting by herself and that little girl. Uh huh. So I just wanted—I'm weird, so I am who I am. But I'm walking by and I point to her little girl. She's just mm-hmm. standing back in the back, and I went, "That little thing is way too adorable." Yeah. And she's like, "Oh my gosh, you're so kind." I went, "No, for real." And I walked over, and this little thing—I mean, just a waddling. How old was she? <laughs> She was young,
1: little.
0: Just a waddle, and she started waddling to me, in her little white dress. And I'm like, oh! And to be funny, because I assume once I put my arms out, yeah, to, she would
1: be like that scared. That she'd be like,
0: yeah, and freak out. And I'd laugh. I put my arms up. She put her arms up. Oh, And I, I went, oh, can I pick your daughter up? And the mom's <laughs> like, she never does this.
1: Oh. And so I
0: got to pick her up and hold her, and then you know honor. Pour honor into her, pour honor into mom. It's like goofy little moments. If you just take the time, notice people. Yeah. And and say something kind. Yeah. It and if and if you don't have a personality like mine, because you have a different personality, but you can do that too. But you're yeah. bold and independent. And I know I'm also independent, but also like
1: You're more goofy. I'm yeah. more
0: like yeah. But even if you're a withdrawn person or an introvert Mm -hmm. because neither of us are introverts I guess that's what I'm trying to say we're both extroverts in different ways I don't care because people need it, and you don't know. Well, actually, she was pretty much an introvert too. If you she think about was. It. she,
1: because she wasn't very. She yeah, just did true. that little acts, and she thinks she thought she was doing them somewhat, you know, incognito. But she was like, I just think I, you know, this guy, I want to, I want to encourage him. I want to bring joy into his life. Yeah. And so she did it in just a really simple ways, and I think that if we could do that for each other, if we could encourage each other in just those little little things. And use the things that God has in front of us, like a cicada. I mean, who would have thought that that <laughs> that, that girl? I mean, when she said oh, a cicada, like the the shell or the like, what it came out of that I was yeah. Of... You don't know
0: what a cicada is. Well, I, I grew up with it those. like a
1: cricket. No, kind of thing? no, it's no?
0: like a terrible bug that makes a ton of noise. Oh, okay. I think we have those here. Anyway. I, I mean, win.
1: but but doing those goofy little things like that, it yeah. does matter. And we say this all the time and I think that I'm so excited about just the journey that God has us on because we truly do believe that relationships are the paramount. Yeah. They are where the beginning and the end is. And it's our relationship with God Yes, but if you don't know love, how in the world are you going to know God? And we want to be an advocate for God's love and God's grace and God's forgiveness.
0: That is really well said. And what's funny is today I was just dreaming and thinking through, because we're going through the homework with the Art <laughs> Church Planting Network, and we're trying to get like our who are we and why are we doing this thing down? Mm-hmm. And I feel like because of the training, and we I might be wrong on this, so I'm fine being wrong, but... I feel like you and I have shied a little bit away of, of how God really God is going on this new church plant and I just want to say out loud and and it totally echoes what you're saying right now or what you just said is you know God called us into marriage ministry mm-hmm. and we want to build a model for the local church that can literally start a revolution worldwide with the church, because that's what God told him, right? Absolutely. Like, I want my church to be helping couples, not Smalley Institute. Well, I know, because we're not knuckleheads, that, well, we're going to need to be doing it, and we got to live this out, or pastors aren't ever going to take us serious. So that, and encouraging couples, and coming up with a model, and becoming a teaching church to other churches, is a big part of that vision. But I think when, that, when you keep drilling down, because we want to serve everybody, mm-hmm. you don't have to be married to be,
1: absolutely yes. you know,
0: to, for us to be able to love you and try to care for you and to help you, you know, find freedom in Christ. But what Nikki Flo did, that's what we're wanting to do. We are trying to create a community, an authentic community, that is filled with joy and freedom that only comes from Christ, and who is motivated and driven to love others? That's it. Where you're at. That's it. So,
1: that's it. I think
0: it's starting to crystallize for it me. It
1: is. And you do know, do you what? disagree
0: with that? Did you like it? Did you hate it? I, I know. I, I me. Yeah. I loved it. No,
1: I love it. I think that so much we're so afraid of. Um, so afraid of, of excusing maybe people's behaviors that we're afraid to share love with them
0: yeah. in some weird Ooh, kind of way that or that really- we're
1: somehow put off but that maybe will be rejected so we don't want to put ourselves out there.
0: But- or I don't, you know... I don't want to be kind or loving to you because I don't want to enable whatever your problem is.
1: Exactly, and the, the the crazy thing is, is that that's where God can enter into someone's life, and the Holy Spirit can the Holy Spirit can convict. I don't I don't necessarily have to do that. There's a, I mean, we want to speak truth in love, but I mean, there's a, a ton of different people know if they're doing stuff that they don't need to be doing. I, I mean, nine times out of ten, I mean, we kind of know that because it's destructive and there's consequences maybe, for maybe it. Maybe not
0: sociopaths. They might not be aware.
1: Yeah, and we probably need to be out for the. Yeah, those people. Yeah, we got. Hey, they need
0: to be loved too. Just (laughs) they need to be loved. (laughs) If they're evil,
1: we want to love everybody. (laughs) We do,
0: and including that—that's actually one of the gifts from my mother. Who she loves like that is her ministry is loving the unlovable. Yes, it absolutely. really is kind of crazy. The people that she at keeps a distance pen pals with. Well, they're usually in prison, <laughs> so but,
1: but yeah. So she she does great but with just that. Keep going. Make
0: sure you tell me if you're inviting anybody over. <laughs> I need to know. Get the gun out just in case. You oh, know. We love that. So hey, I hope that y'all are having a great Christmas, and I hope that this holiday season is filled with joy, filled with wonder, filled with fun mm-hmm. and
1: and uh, that you're bringing it yeah. you're
0: bringing the joy
1: you're 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 not just waiting for joy to come to you you're bringing it and as you bring it you're going to have the atmosphere of joy and then that's when you're going to see that wait a minute this really is about jesus this really is about christ and christ's spirit is what makes christmas christmas Ooh.
0: okay is there as we close that's Is there so anything good?
1: I think you just need the Is thing. there anything
0: annoying I could say that I could get a bad reaction out of? About
1: the spectators that <laughs> we had to see. Yeah, one